When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we get pumps and dumps. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I'm your hunk? I'm Doge and even though you're hurting inside, you have a greater love of chunk and a more genuine chunk spirit than anyone I've ever met. Thank you. And I'm Carter. It wasn't all chunk. At least it wasn't for me. Jordan, I noticed that earlier, remember, a second ago? I do. When you said you were the hunk? I did. Why? I brought breakfast tacos for us today. The single, well, the second greatest invention of all time. Behind? Scrub Daddy. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah that's obviously. true. <laughs> obviously, that's true. our dad. Yes, yeah, Our dad is the greatest invention of all time. It goes, it goes our dad, number one, breakfast tacos. Number two, Dude. regular tacos. Number three. Number three. Breakfast, number four. And the PlayStation 4, number five. Yep. Yeah, that seems scientific. I I feel pretty comfortable with that ranking. I've got a pretty good idea of how to close this episode. Already? Oh, I, I mean, I'm fine to just, Does just, just close it. Fresca right <laughs> into the microphone. Refresh. I want to put you guys right here in the studio how space with me. How refreshing. Better sound effects than any Hallmark movie. Welcome to our here ASMR episode. And now we're going to talk about Hallmark movie. Oh. God! <laughs> Carter just projectile vomited into his microphone, so pardon us while we clean the mess. Carter, were you going to spoil the ending of our episode now? No, not at all. Oh, okay. I was so, just ready to not talk about the next thing we talk about. What's that? The movie. Well, before we talk about that movie, guys, do you know what happened to us this week? Oh, yeah, yeah. We were shouted out on another podcast. We were. Amazing. We want to give a big thank you to uh, Marcus Played. They referenced us on their latest episode. If you dig the kind of discussion that we have here on Two Chunks, you're probably going to love the things that Marcus Played is doing. So 
give them a listen, give yeah. them a follow. Check, Check it out. out. Thanks, guys. It's that a good show. Awesome. A movie podcast about movie podcasts. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty yeah, neat. That's a pretty great neat. idea. Yeah. So uh, have we stalled enough? Can we stall some more before we get into... I can go grab another sparkling water from the fridge. You're not even <laughs> halfway done with the one you have now. I just have that as many good. open as one time. <laughs> oh, guys. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. Well, this week we're talking about a movie, and that movie is called... Every, Every Christmas, Christmas has, has a story. story. We're thrilled. <laughs> we loved it. <laughs> do you think the movie... A Christmas story was offended. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no, wait, 24 wait. hours of every Christmas <laughs> has a story. Yes, it's like the, it's the think tank. Do so it's think, like, let's call it a Christmas story. Now, Joe, do you think we can't do that? Oh. In, anybody who has ever spent time thinking of a title for a movie was probably offended by this. This is like the most generic possible title. I think probably anyone this. who has ever. Yeah. I mean, it alludes it alludes to the fact like a story, like a term in the news world, but does it? I don't think. That. Yeah, I don't think. I'm so. trying really hard to help. I don't think so. I feel like trying it, Becky. A better, okay, let's do before we before we jump in. Let's come up with a better title for this movie: The Christmas Tree Mystery. Dude, yes, but it, no, yeah, it does say Christmas, so it works. I was, I was gonna call it like snooze, snooze button. My name Good one. for this yeah. movie would have been She Died on the Way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then just kind of leave it to like, who died on the way to what? And then they reveal. Anytime, anytime Aunt <laughs> Becky gets in a car, you're just terrified. Well, no, not, oh, no, not Aunt Becky. Except the twist is it's the very first time she travels anywhere for any reason in the movie's 12 minutes long. Right. That would be a better would movie. Be a better movie. Speaking of mysteries, I feel like it would be kind of a missed opportunity. A mystery, oppor- mystery, mystery opportunity. Mystery opportunity. If we if we dove into this Aunt Becky caper without first referencing a bit of extra textual did study you, that did Jordan, either of you guys look in, into this after I sent it to you? I was already familiar with this phenomenon you whenever really? you messaged okay. it to us. Did yes. you look into this, Carter? No. So I, it's what I messaged about in Slack. The Shout out oh to Slack. God, Keeping Slack, co-working Slack. teams working together in a great and make sure nobody's slacking. You, I'm surprised you remembered that. So, Lori Laughlin, mm-hmm. the actress who plays Aunt Becky from Full House and the actress that plays, I forgot her name. Kate. Kate from this movie is also the star heroine of a 16-movie series. Goodness gracious. On the Hallmark Channel. That would make sense. Why? I didn't realize it was that many. So, I was watching this, movies. which... I got to watch it for free on PlayStation View. Okay, very cool. Because it's another one of those that happened to be on in the next 24 hours. I own this movie in HD now. That's amazing. That's amazing. But this this makes sense as to why she's kind of like the host for Christmas Hallmark movie season. Like she's the in-between. Really? Oh, is she really? Like if you were to watch TCM or AMC, there's always the guy who's giving you like the The old nuggets. Yeah, it's her. She's the Joel McHale of Hallmark Channel. Yes. Very cool. She's Joel McHallmark. So this, this, nice. This 16 movie series that Lori Laughlin is the star of is called The Garage Sale Mysteries, <laughs> in which she plays a Good grief. a thrifty suburban mother who uses her uh, bargain hunting skills that apparently translate into detective work to solve mysteries and murders when she discovers a dead body Whoa. at one of the garage sales. Um, and it takes her 16 movies to find this body? Like who this person was when they were alive? Or is she just finding new dead bodies no, all the time? Different, it's a self-contained Nancy Drew style, every movie's a different mystery type of deal. If wow. I didn't already know this was true, I would 
totally think that you're making this. What's I the garage really sale not. reference? Is it always at a garage sale? She, she, her thing in the movies, at least in the first one, I don't know, I haven't watched them, but her thing is Whatever, she's don't a lie, bargain dude. hunter. She goes to garage sales to find good deals and then turns around and like refurbishes it and sells them or gives them to her kids and stuff. Right. But also a detective. For sure. Well, you know. Because she's so good have, at hunting down bargains. Yeah, you got to have good good detective <laughs> skills to find those good bargains. And then it translates into like, I'm helping the FBI. So, so with that being said, we're excited to reveal our new series for the beginning of 2019. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> the, guy, the guy who plays the camera operator in this movie is, uh, side note, the guy who plays Sam Hess in season one of Fargo. Side um, note, always thought that he was asleep every time they showed him because yeah. one eye's covered and one eye's closed. But I was he, like, is the joke that he's asleep? Oh, no, it's not a joke. He is <laughs> the detective from those movies that she, like, partners with. Wow. So okay. I, think he, I think this was like a, a, a cheeky Hallmark wink. Why wasn't this just part of the garage sale mysteries then? It would have been better. Maybe. Maybe? <laughs> I feel like we can't confidently <laughs> say that. I don't know. I'm not confident that it would have been better, but I'm wow. confident that it would have been yep. uh, better. Doge. Hey, you guys want a synopsis? Please. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm in charge of my, my own destiny today. Kate Harper, a television personality, is sent to a small town in North Dakota to discover her Christmas spirit after accidentally being caught on live TV saying she dislikes Christmas. Along the way, she reconciles with her college boyfriend and father while finding her Christmas <laughs> spirit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, uh, oh. That, is, that is not a Doge That's original. The episode. <laughs> that is from IMDb user Marjo Jimbo. Marjo Jimbo. <laughs> So, just a quick heads up. Uh, her college boyfriend is not her dad. No. Mar Marjo Jimbo was watching a different alternate cut of this movie, I, guess I think. So. Or maybe she fell asleep partway. I'm assuming Marjo Jimbo's gender because she's probably a mom if she's watching this movie. Well, there you go. Because we're all moms. But Marjo Jimbo probably fell asleep and was confused as to the nature of this plot. So, <laughs> that'll do it for you. If you just miss just a fraction of time, you'll be confused. You start to think every Or if you watch it all, you'll be confused. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I'd, I'd love to start with uh, talking about the very premise of this movie, that it's that big of a deal that this woman says that she doesn't really like Christmas that That much is the TV. most wild thing about this, and here we are. That's my super dump. Okay. There yeah. is no reason for this. this yeah, it's is, a dump for me. It's a big one. This is the it's most dump, convoluted sure. reasoning Guys, I've ever seen. Guys, at one point, there, people are picketing in front people of People are rioting but, okay, outside but like of the news station. People most. Regardless, it's just because she... Not even blatantly. She didn't even she say she didn't. Like she was Christmas. like, "I just don't like Christmas that much," and bumps into a guy and knocks him over. Yeah, like dude flopped. He should play MLS soccer. First of all, yes, he should. I don't know if that's a real soccer thing or it if I'm is. just making. Okay, good. Yeah, flopping. First successful sports reference for me on this show. So a nationally syndicated news show on a national news station has a button that ruins everything in the studio. Really? Right, just a one button. It's just a, a one, one button. button. That goes it doesn't there. even take what a hard press. What news show doesn't cut after credits to something else? Do they not have ad breaks in this show? Name a famous reporter. Tom Walter Brokaw. Cronkite. Walter Cronkite. I like Walter good Cronkite. Walter good. Cronkite's a good one. What if Walter Cronkite one day was like, and by the way, Christmas is not really my favorite. How would your life change? I'd I would be devastated. Yeah, I'd probably try and kill yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, I would go hold up a sign outside of Walter Cronkite's studio yeah. where he lives. Yeah. Yeah. Walter Crankite is what it would say. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's cranky. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Walter, Walter, Walter Cronk cry. He's cry. He's a crybaby. 
Yep. Nice. Anyway, the whole premise of this movie is built around the fact that the studio has to do some image management for Kate. Deck the halter Cronkite. unbelievable. Gosh, that's a good one. Uh, I'll tell you a super pump, though. Whoa. I see your super dump, and I super pump. Uh, Kate's good. I think Aunt Becky's a good actress. The acting is good in this. Not good. That's also what I think. No, it's not what you think. It's not what I think. But I think... I really do think that she just seemed different from like everything that we've yeah. seen. I was like, this is somebody who at least has something. You know what? You know what? In, in in the spirit of Christmas, here's what I'll say. Step up from Candace. That's all yeah. I'm saying is yeah, like we've yeah, been yeah. given this and it's like. Step up from Candace. Wow. I'm and having a, my, my sliding scale is so slidey. Yeah. With this series. I feel I like my base. Time, it's pretty funny. I can't find, I can't plant my feet for these Hallmark movies. I can't figure out where I stand. I can't see True North. My baseline is so off after we spending need to some see time the in these movies. to fully understand where we are. <laughs> okay, so she has a, a, what I would describe as strange working relationship with her college boyfriend. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they just discovered that they used to date. That's the thing. That's what I made a note of in my notes. How have they not had this conversation before? They have right. a conversation where where he's like, it wasn't all work, not to me. And she says, we have a show to do and a lot of great memories. Essentially shutting him down, saying, hey, don't talk to me about this right now. Do, uh, do they say how long they've been working together? A couple of years, Like a right? couple of years. Like, so, this is not the first time they've had this conversation. Let me put it this way. If the answer to that question is three days... Still no chance it's the first time they're having this conversation. And here's the even bigger question. If they've had this conversation before, that means she's shut him down before and dude has no understanding of the word no. Like this this Which like happens. Budget TV Mel Gibson is so creepy to me in this. I I considered I him a bargain bin micro. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a dirty Someone's job starring it. in Hallmark movies, but somebody's gotta somebody's do it. Somebody's gotta do it. I I did not find him creepy. Particularly because uh, his face of longing is yeah. a face of I just ate a human. Yeah, me. I didn't like that. And he does it a lot, and his so eyes much. get red, and it's kind of scary. And you were watching a different. Were you watching a different movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Glad we landed on that. Good bit. Um, no, I I wasn't that creeped out by him. I, there were a couple moments where it was like mm, pump the brakes, but for like for instance when he brought her an outfit to go for a snow drive. Uh, that was a little funky. Yeah, but uh, yeah. he's a creepazoid. No drive. Like, I don't know. He didn't bother his, me. Like, his unwanted kiss on the cheek really just set off the alarm bells. Yeah, unwanted head. kiss on the cheek. Uh, a quick point I did, did want to make happen? though. Let me find it in my notes. Um, here's what Hallmark has taught me: is at the beginning, if 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 we're in a kind of pretty sunny place, we're not staying there. Nah, no. They show us L.A. and I'm like, nah, we're not gonna. Have you been to L.A.? No. I wouldn't call it a pretty sunny place most times, but well, it's it was just, in it's the movie, the though. Antithesis, too. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm with you. It yeah. was, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not, you know. I will say this. He did not have the unwanted cheek kiss. That was the. Uh, I, that was I know weird, what you're talking about. Dude. That I was hated weird. That. Okay. That was, we'll talk about that, that in a second. See, mm. I, I'm, I'm making a stand right here on Two Chunks and a Hunk. So many times we say we're talking about that in a second, and then we never do. I want to talk about the cheat kiss right now. Okay, fine. She's he's he's interviewing. It was horrifying. Candy cane, man. I got, it was very he's, uncomfortable. He I says, you have to add sugar and peppermint and just a sprinkle of love and kisses her on the cheek. And, and she, her reaction and was she smiles. Her reaction she was, oh, cute, that's Christmas. She should Not, be like, yeah. oh, no, <laughs> sir. No, no, thank you. Did you hear the vibrato on sir? <laughs> <laughs> sir. <laughs> no, sir. It's, it truly is the most Christmas time of year. And Aunt Becky's traveling to the most Christmas town of America. The, what is it? The most famous? The biggest the, little Christmas yeah, town in oh. all of America. So this mayor, 
right? I yeah. Mean, come on. What's his deal? <laughs> yeah. He used to represent the Lollipop Guild. For real. I think. <laughs> yep. He made me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. I did not like him. He was. Yep. There was a lot of uncomfortable in this one, I think. There was, wasn't there? Um, we we th- Their boss is so weird, like. She's so mad she's about awful. this. She is so mad. Like, she's, she's the one making the call. She probably hired the picketers. Like I was like, are you the villain? You're the villain, big time. And she's like, but I have a trip to Hawaii planned. Not anymore, you don't. Oh, my oh, Okay, gosh. great, cool. Cool. So they, they go to the town. What's it called again? Hollyvale. Can you tell that this movie left no impression on me whatsoever? Yeah, I'm kind of, it's like, Holly, I just Hollyvale? watched this. Yeah, it's Hollyvale. You know what's funny is like, there's hardly going to be anybody listening to this that's going to be able to correct us. Because yeah. they probably <laughs> have never seen whatever we want about this movie. <laughs> no, I think it was Hollyvale. Man, good town name, huh? Mm-hmm. So they're in Hollyvale and they have Sam Hess from Fargo season one as their their cameraman. But the first thing I want to address is that why does every main character in Hallmark movies get so cocky about not getting cold? Yeah, that's like, like weird it's zero theme. degrees outside. The cameraman like, oh, is right. Is I Doug? Don't think I care. Yeah, yeah. He's a giant. Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all not like when when Roe when Bargain Roe was standing by him? It looked like a foot and a half taller. I was like, yeah. oh, he must be standing on some kind of platform for filming. No, but then he continues to walk around, and he's our Hallmark Hagrid. Oh. Yeah. Nice Hallmark Hagrid. Hallmark Hagrid. I yeah. like that. I loved it. And he does so get got, out of a couple jeans. So we got Aunt Becky, Bargain Row, and Hallmark, Hallmark Hagrid. Hagrid. Yeah. I can, I can deal with that. I can deal Do with we that. want to talk about where they're staying? And yeah. the Santa Suite, I just want to put out, point out that the Santa Suite is clearly a Holiday Inn. Yeah. <laughs> this is a regular hotel Dressed room up with, with classroom Santa Christmas Inn. decorations. But, but what I want to talk about is, is her name Mia? Yes. I want um, to talk about Mia. Yeah. Mia is the front desk worker at this hotel. And she is also a budding detective slash reporter. Journalism class. Journalism class student. Major. And she but she's in high school, though. No. Don't. I, there's no, no she way. says, I plan on studying journalism when I go to college. No, this girl is 25 years old. There's no I chance. I think she's in high school. There's no chance. But she is, I believe this, the worst actress that we have seen I, in any movie. In the history of this show, the very worst actress. I. So I'm really, I mean, Jordan and Doge and some of you that listen to this podcast could vouch for, I'm relatively a nice person. Like yeah. I'm a nice yeah. person. I it was as if I had the hiccups and couldn't stop them. Anytime she was on screen and she said anything before, in between, and after, I would just say, die. <laughs> I was just this person. How did you how did it get this far? How did she get here? How did she get in front of a because I I'm even like she has yes, to Hallmark to somebody, is right? Hallmark is bad. But it's come not, on, Hallmark. This bad. She's somebody's Guys. niece. That's what I was about to say. To quote the movie. To quote uh, my good friend Jack Black is probably a little nepotiz. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. That would be, wouldn't that be Nisatiz, though? <laughs> Got him. Anyway, um, <laughs> she was almost my super dump. Yeah. But I had to take a step back. Yeah, that's bad. I loved every second she was on the screen because I was literally dying laughing. It was bad. Uh, yeah, I kind of walked the line, too, of, like, super dumping or not, but it was just kind of like, I mean, I think everybody knows that's the worst part, so I want to be yeah. more creative. But she was, you know, it would be like, oh, wow, are we currently doing broadcast things? How neat. This is awesome. Your room's this way. Hi, Kate. I brought you to your room, and in this room, I put you in the Santa suite. Um, and Did it feel like she dubbed over at times? Yes. Did it seem yeah. like yes. it was? 
explain that to me when I see that. What does that mean? Does that mean that they went in? I know sometimes I see it for a like rated R movie that's showing on cable TV. Right. Yeah, so and they, they have to go over a. My theory is that on set word. she was moving her lips in the shape of the words, but it's just like. <laughs> Okay, I brought you. I like that. And then they're like, "Hey, can we get you to do that one more time?" Realistically, yeah, yeah, yeah. what happened on these movies is that we don't have a long enough production timetable to do any sort of ADR after the fact. That that's a, a part of most movies' post production yeah. pipeline is to go in and dub over some lines that maybe weren't rec- recorded clean on right. set. Um, realistically, what probably happened is they took the audio from another take and the video from this take and said, "Man, this is close enough yeah. for our." 48 hours that we have to edit Close this monstrosity. True. And I, I'll say that she probably made that job pretty easy because she says everything with the same cadence and the same tone of voice. Oh, absolutely. Real so I think it probably made it very easy to just be like, yeah, just put any words there. Here's the thing. She is she is a viewer and a director's nightmare, but she's an editor's dream because she's a line robot. She just shows up and does the same thing every exact take. I would argue yeah. that she's a viewer's dream because, again, <laughs> truly enchanted. Yeah, I think I've got to. I've got a lot of apologies. I'm gonna have to call Daniel and just say, "Hey, man, <laughs> I didn't know. I'm so sorry." Um, yeah, the bar Did, was so much. I've lower seen than so I much now that's. I'm sorry. Like, just, I think if we would have done this before Harry Potter and stuff, I might not have hated him so much. Yeah, Daniel, you're not so bad, Cliff. You're not so bad, dude. In fact, I think you're pretty rad, Cliff. Stop. It's like, it's like my my opinion of him was going up, uh, like on a graph. What kind of line is that? Diagonally, like when it's going up. So it's like the green one to where I'm like starting to like him more. But (laughs) I live in a nightmare world. (laughs) So let's talk about the kind of central garage sale mystery, if you will, of this movie, which is why... Why is everyone being so weird? Why don't they're, they sell yeah. Christmas yo, yo, anymore? Yo. They turned <laughs> up the weird. What's up with the weirdos? They turned up the weird. Yeah. To where I was like, this could easily be a B-horror movie. Yeah. yeah. And yep. these people are going to Turn have her. Like, no, no, you can time travel in this tool shed and then just eat her. Yeah. Like, it's just... Ooh, really bad. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna get out her, and they're gonna cook her brain into a Christmas cookie, and put an elf brain inside of her, and she's gonna be an unwilling part of Santa's workforce. And the town is actually Garland, Alaska. <gasps> it's a part of the same thing. <laughs> it's it's the extended 150 episode Hallmark <laughs> Christmas universe. Aren't they willing to go 16 deep on garage sale mystery? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm yeah. There is there is one connection for all of them, the plot. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah, it is. But uh and speaking of plot, let's keep on trucking. Speaking here. of plot, I do want to point out that there is another full house connection from this in that Aunt Becky is the host of a morning show. Yeah. Th- she might as well like, right? come up with a different job for Lori Laughlin. How please. crazy for that. <laughs> I'm just trying to break allusion to the fact How crazy for that. How crazy for that that at the end of our previous episode. I confess I've never seen an episode of Full Oh, House. that's right. Carter. So I just want to make sure y'all remember that. Cool. Hey, it looks <laughs> real, doesn't it? My responses? Yeah. Seems pretty genuine. Tune yeah. in 2019 for Carter's solo podcast where he reviews every episode of Full House. Empty House. <laughs> empty Nest. Full House. In- <laughs> empty Nest, our Full House fan cast. Full House. Clear Eyes Can't Lose. Can't Lose. I said it lose. Come on, dude. Clear Eyes Full House Can't Lose. I mean, that's... Don't put this in the episode. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Clear eyes, full house, can't lose. We we A B we A B Friday night lights in full house. Oh man. Oh, this is gold. 
And that's the end, right? Oh, I wish. They, so so let's let's really try and get into the the mystery of it all. Well, really, hold on. Right? We've got some Hallmark staples, and one of the Hallmark staples is these women never have the right clothes. And so <laughs> she is just cold all the yeah. time. She's really cold. Okay, here's the thing, though, is that that budget Mike Rowe is also freaking out about the cold, but his vacation plans were to go to Aspen, which I happen to know is cold. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. It's also pretty cold. I've heard that. He uh, he he does at one point bring her a cold outfit. And that feels <laughs> weird to me. You know how like when you're interested in a girl and she tells you no a whole bunch and then you're so like, you buy her I should bring her clothes. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't usually go well. That's how I got married. Here's some clothes. You got married to your college girlfriend who is also your father? Yep. (laughs) That's incredible. Yep. (laughs) So the Hollis tree, right? There was a big Christmas tree in the town square, and it's not there anymore. They stopped sending the trees, and a lot of people noticed that, and they're bummed out about it. And there's a contract that says it can only be Hollis trees, so they can't just go buy another tree. Because it's privately owned Hollis land. Right. When they revealed that particular aspect of the plot, I rolled my eyes so hard it made a sound. Yeah. And that sound was... That's an unbelievable... I don't know what I did to y'all for this. <laughs> that's an unbelievable engine that we're choosing to drive our plot Yeah, with. it really, really is. Bad. That is insane. And it's that's really just, bad. yeah, it's everyone's favorite thing about Christmas and now it's gone because of a contractual obligation. <laughs> Let's take all this of is the, the... This is the uh, Our Town Has No Other Christmas Lights of this movie where it's just like, we don't know what to do. I know. Let's There's look. this gazebo over here. <laughs> it's like, have you ever wanted to watch the Star Wars prequels, but only for the interesting legal disputes? Yeah. <laughs> Remove the lightsabers and everything good about those movies, and yeah, now it place it in Hollyvale, North Dakota. <laughs> it's just so strange. There are so many choices here that are odd, but one of the strangest Hallmark, ones, yeah, welcome right. to these. One yeah. of the strangest ones to me occurs when they're going to interview the... The maintenance man, oh. and they're at the offices in the warehouse. Dude, how much did he look like he was Spencer Breslin and Wallace Shawn's Venn diagram? Whoa. That's very interesting. It, what did it you was, just do, It man? was the most bizarre thing. Like, he looked like... <laughs> I, it was incon- <laughs> inconceivable. Wallace Shawn. Ba- anyway. Where did you so get that B from, my dude? Breslin, baby. Grow up. <laughs> so they go to... Uh, they go to this office. I think it's assumed if you call him baby, he needs to grow up. Yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. And uh, Aunt Becky runs downstairs to go check out some paperwork that's probably there. Yeah, that homie just happens to know everything. <laughs> she knocks the over some ornaments, and then is like scatter and just yeah. <laughs> takes off. I can I make a confession. I can't remember so much about this movie <laughs> to the point where like. I, this movie, basically what you got to understand is that act two is a series of interviews. We have our interview with the mayor where he's being so weird. And he's being a strange one. Have the interview with (sighs) Ballas Breslin and (laughs) And, he's being weird. With uh, gingerbread cheek kiss boy. Yeah. Don't like that at all. And then the random girl who is just At the beginning? Yeah. (laughs) I remember how... My favorite part was the tree. <laughs> I used to come here all the time. Yeah. Uh, they talked to the creepy museum owner, Millicent Aberdeen, yeah. which is 
the most Harry Potter name that I've ever it heard really, outside yeah. of Harry Potter. Dude, what was her deal? Like, I don't know. Like, the whole deal is, like, everybody, like, they can't know the secret because we must protect our friend. No, I thought it was the opposite, where it was, like, they can't know the secret because they have to stumble upon it themselves and save our friend. I oh, that's both. right. Yeah, that's I the whole thing. Is like, I think that's like, we love Christmas so much. We must trick her into also yes. loving Christmas. Yeah, It's just strange. But they end up in a uh, SUV driving mm-hmm. on a road forever. <laughs> yep. And so... My super dump is here, and I'm just going to get to it because I don't know how else to get to it, really. Do it. But my super dump is, and it's not the, the moment itself, but it's what the moment represents. There's a point where after driving what they said is just 20 straight miles on one, in one direction on a road, they have an actual conversation about remembering how to get home. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... <laughs> I know the answer, and it's 20 miles after a quick U-turn. That's yeah. how you get back home. Yeah, This leads to some other stuff, but but my super dump is just the, that the logic of this movie... Yeah. What logic? So, exactly. It's yeah. so loose, and it makes almost the least sense of any... We watched a movie last week about a time-traveling World War II-era nurse who saves Christmas by remembering where a bundle of Christmas lights live. Yeah. And it made more sense than this movie. Yeah. Can I... Uh, Ride shotgun on your super dump. Jump here. on in, homie. So <clears throat> I'm here with you, and I'm also super dumping because my my issue is, um, it really doesn't matter the demographic. Okay, it is very blatant. Um, there's certain things that can go unnoticed. Not as if we have trained eyes, but we do have a movie podcast, so things stand out. I know sometimes Doge will bring up like very specific camera things or green screen things that weren't as bad to me as they were to him because he's been there before. Many, if not all human beings are aware of breaking and entering and (laughs) theft. Like are possible. Yes. Why is this one person like, hold up, let me put down my firewood first and then ask now, why are you here? Why'd you just walk into my house? Like it's a business, but it's his home. Yeah, it's and, his and, home. And they're in his living room. Guys, when, they, when they're at the door, they do the classic, like, guy can't open the pickle jar, but girl can get it. But the only difference is that the door just opens for her instead of him. Yeah. Like, he tries to open the door and it doesn't. And then she tries to open the door and it does. And that's... A, the jo- is that a joke or like was that supposed to be funny or like it looks what? like a house right it doesn't look like a hotel it's his home it's, it's, his, it's where it's he lives home. it it's is his, his home yeah no one there's no sense anywhere and he he's not even surprised he doesn't even he doesn't walk in he's like oh like oh what are you doing here? you're yeah. in my home hey, yeah. why are you here in my house like instead it's just like excuse me what are you doing in my uh, my home we well, already me. know Hallmark <laughs> plays fast and loose with the idea of like whose kitchen belongs to who and who can you just leave in the middle of the house and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm not all that shocked, but like, once again, Hallmark, much like the first people to live on this great continent of ours, has no concept of personal ownership of property. It's true. <laughs> shots fired at Christopher Columbus, I guess. I think um, so. Hey, Chris, at Chris, at me. Hey, hey Chris. <laughs> Chris, say something about it is the thing. Dare you. But it's just like, this movie is a sinkhole of logic. It just yeah. makes no sense. Nope. Uh, so they get there and they find out essentially that Amanda, uh, Vernon Hollis's wife, Amanda. Died on the way. Died on the way to go see a Christmas tree. And if it sounds like I'm smiling in my voice, this, it's because I'm about to laugh. Amanda died on the way to go see a Christmas tree, so no more Christmas trees. And then Kate, <laughs> Kate says, your wife wouldn't want you to do this. 
She uses the death of his wife to manipulate Dude, him into a Christmas tree. She has known him for 86 seconds. Well, she you know broke she into got, his home. Right. That's how she got all the, the depth of it is because she happened to see his cork board. <laughs> With red string attached. And <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is the most bizarre aspect of this film to me. And I realize I've said that about just about everything we've talked about. Just she finds her Christmas spirit by using the death of a man's wife to manipulate him into yeah. a place and in this a Christmas is tree back in the town we, square. We said that, yeah. right? This is Hollis yeah, yeah, yeah. and the yeah. Trees, yeah. This is the... the I don't know. Yeah, I dude, don't get this. It's bad. It's really bad. This is when Kate says the line, even though you're hurting inside, you have a greater love of Christmas and a more genuine Christmas spirit than anyone I've ever met. Dude. 86 seconds. I just want to. I just want to reiterate... She has known this person for less time than she has known the brand yeah. new Uggs that she got this morning. Yep. She knows more <laughs> about the jeans that her creepy, I guess, boyfriend-ish thing bought her today yeah. than she does about this. She year. has a deeper relationship with Mia, child journalist, than she does with Vernon Hollis. And yeah. she is still somehow prepared to change his life. Yep. So, unreal. <sighs> and here's the thing, and, and it's something that... Uh, I'd love to dive into more, maybe our next episode, just a unique situation. But one of my colleagues at work, um, her name is Dr. Morgan. She was like my professor at DBU for a long time. Uh, and then now has become a colleague, a really cool thing. She's, she is basically a uh, demographic of like Hallmark, except she's this, this wonderful hybrid that she's incredibly witty and she understands what they're doing okay. to her. Right? Okay. And so she has, she's pulled up like uh, Hallmark has a Yule log. Uh, living room that they kind of do a live shot of and there's like pigs and like little baby pigs and kittens and dogs that run around that you just get to kind of have up like the Netflix log with music in the background. Whoa. Wow. So Hallmark has this. Anyway, she's doing that and just cracking up at it because she's like, this is great. So all that to say, um, I forgot what I was going to say. So, That's a good story though. No, hold That was up. cool. That I story showed me that her. Dr. Morgan has a greater love for Christmas <laughs> and a truer Christmas no. spirit than oh. anyone I've ever met. So the conversation that we're having, and she was like, I'm not coming from a place of like trying to be, and it's, so her biggest issue with all of Hallmark is, and I'm, I'm guessing it might be all 150 something episodes. It's all, it's only about the spirit of Christmas. And I'm not trying to Jesus juke here. Sure. Right? But there is no talk of the reason for it, ever. We never define what the spirit of Christmas is. I right. was just about to say that. Like, we treat the spirit of Christmas like it's, like, something that we're supposed to know what that means. But right. we never define it. But we use it in every movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is it is funny to me that, and, and again, much like you, let's take, let's take any religious significance out for just a second. And let's just look at what they're doing. Spirit of Christmas is just whatever they need it to be for that yeah. movie yeah, to yeah. work. Yeah, and it could be selflessness. It's screenwriter shorthand for compelling motivation. Yes, yeah. exactly. It is It is this strange, ethereal, ever-shifting MacGuffin that we use in every Hallmark movie, right. and it means nothing. Nothing. And it, but and yet everything. Right, and I, and I can't tell if it's a mm, hallmark of these movies to have something like this, but like... It seems like their calling card that they leave behind at the scene of the movie crimes that they are committing right. is <laughs> and to me here too, is this Christmas <clears throat> spirit. This is when I'm like, hold up. Is it is it so much about the money grab? And yes, movie making is a business and things like that too, but you have an avenue that has made the a list of the fifteen most watched and enjoyed like Southern Living. Do you think people who subscribe talk about that what percentage of people subscribing to Southern Living do you think are possibly Christians? Ninety eight percent of yeah, them. Mostly. 
I think that might the be the 2%. demographic of Hallmark movies. But it's like, what I mean, are they afraid of? Southern white moms. Right. I'm not saying turn it into something that's like an evangelistic crusade or anything yeah. like that. But when you're having a heart-to-heart about a guy whose wife just died, I'd be like, no, you would. I know you wouldn't do that. Not necessarily because you loved her so much, but that you love Christmas. Like Christmas is like God yeah. Yeah. for Hallmark. And it's so it crazy. It really is. It's well, bizarre. Spontaneity is God, we've established. That, that. is also <laughs> true. But I want to talk about Southern Living and how irresponsible they have been. Southern Living, I'm calling you out. Thanks for the pies, but here's the deal. Man, shots fired at Chris Columbus and Southern Living in one episode. (laughs) Who are we coming for next? Yeah. (laughs) But there is just no chance that this should be on any list. There really isn't, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's like maybe this was, because I don't know the history of Aunt Becky in... Hallmark movies, but maybe this was her first, you know, as if you're like commemorating, like, oh, what, no, what, no, what, dude, what, what, dude, what, this even garage sale mystery was 2017. That was before that. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. So, we haven't even talked about another significant arm of this plot Kate's relationship with her father. Oh, that's right. Because they decide to do it. that. Why is that in this movie? <sighs> is that why she doesn't like Christmas, right? Yeah, oh, I totally called his lines when, when he saw her. Um, I was Chelsea and I were watching and he was basically just going to be like, I just want to apologize. It's not your fault that you're this way. It's me, you know? And cause I think, I guess they didn't celebrate Christmas or something like it was just, well, no, he gave her a doll for Christmas and then left. Oh yeah, that's right. And then she, and she then she's got that associated like with him now. And so, yeah, he chooses this time, which I would too, if my daughter was under great national persecution. Yeah. 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 I would travel to the small town that she's imprisoned in. To rekindle a relationship. Not only rekindle a relationship, to start a brand new fire. Oh my gosh. It's not like they had any contact. Can we talk about her dad's meet cute with her boyfriend co-worker? That's weird. Weird. But first let me... Maybe I'm completely crazy. I just got vibes that this was like kind of Beauty and the Beast plot. It's like everybody's in on something all around her and they're not telling her, but they're trying to push her towards something to I change mean, literally the, the, to change people, you know, like to have a happy ending. Yeah. The town says, the town threw this whole mystery together for Kate's benefit. The mayor says the line, we miss our tree. Wait, they threw the mystery together for Kate's benefit so it's fake? No, they like they like set it up as if it's a mystery because they needed her to go find him because they needed her investigative skills to fall in love with go, the beast. To go naturally. get Vernon. They set it up. It, it's bizarre. They set it up. They said the line, we miss our tree, but we missed our friend a whole lot more. Oh, my gosh. They set the trash. whole thing up to send this nationally known investigative reporter after their friend to get her to manipulate him into putting the tree back they in town. They used microwave emissions to cause her mouth to trash top Christmas. Yep. They used an earthquake machine developed at the Area 51 yep. in order to vibrate the building in Los Angeles yep. to knock the headphones onto the button. This whole thing was set in motion by MK Ultra. Yep. If you think about it, jet fuel can't melt tinsel. Wow. Doge's jet corner? But it's crazy. And I, you know, silly me, I think I've fallen into just trying to make something out of nothing. So... <laughs> I apologize so for giving it yeah, too Hallmark, much credit for Hallmark good does. storytelling. Yeah. But I, it only came up when you said that it, they made the town made her a prisoner, essentially. <laughs> it's, it's genuinely the most bizarre thing. So they, Kate saves Christmas Thanks, through, the, Kate. through the power of manipulation. <laughs> and the tr- tree comes back. And then she's looking, <laughs> the tree comes back and she's like, where is Mike Rowe? <laughs> he's got a dirty job, so hey, he's well, got to yeah, leave this parade. He's not here. Wait, we we didn't get to even talk about the conversation at the bar, right? 
oh, conversation the, is basically, hey, Mr. Sir, I, I've been, I've been I've in love with your daughter, your daughter for a long, long time. time. But then dad makes the worst face <laughs> that you would with like two bros. That's just nice. way inappropriate. Like, oh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> you know, it's just like, ew, dude. I'll bet you have, bud. That's your daughter and ex-girlfriend. You don't talk like that to another guy's ex-girlfriend about an ex-girlfriend. <sighs> So much of this... It's so hard to talk about. This so much of this feels like it was written by somebody who was like, movies? Yeah, I know what those are. It's the... No, Mia wrote it. I thought, That's I, was, it I thought I was done with semester final exams, and yet this feels like the hardest final exam I've ever taken part in. To just talk about this movie. about this movie. So the last thing that happens, I think, is that uh, they join all together on the float. Right, and uh, her dad ruins thousands of children's Christmases by removing... By dis- the, disbearding the himself. And he's on the float for some reason. Uh, I don't get it. It's just so weird. Yeah, that was real bad. Right? How did they even get to that? Did I miss where that idea came from to come in on they the just, float? It was a throwaway line way early in like act one. They said, yeah, and we used to have a float too, and it just hasn't come around either. <laughs> like... <laughs> They're like, yeah, we could have made the mystery about this, yeah, but we and, really and, want our tree more than our float. There's this guy named Voldemort, and he like wants to take over the world. But anyway, <laughs> your broom is broken, so let's see if we can get that fixed first. Uh, watched Prince of Egypt for the first time a few nights ago. <gasps> for the first ever time? Yeah. Ever? Movie, ever. First of all, that movie rules. Dude, You're it's so You're playing with the big good. boys now. Second, second of all, Voldemort is his brother. Yeah. Oh. That, that voice. It's been a minute. That cast is Cast that yeah. movie rules. Can Underrated. we talk about Prince of Egypt instead of this movie? I would love Please to do that. I'd I'd rather talk about Prince of Persia instead of this movie. Let's talk about Road to El Dorado. Well, Man. that was a you took Prince out of it, but that's okay. I did. But let's I'll talk about Prince. Let's oh, talk. Oh. Purple Rain. Am I right, guys? Anywho, guys, so, so we've got like <laughs> a lot of time left in this episode. Uh, yeah, so we finished talking about this movie so early, and it's because there's not a lot there. But there's nothing here. Here's what I'm realizing. I forgot to super pump, and it's because I was waiting on the right time. I also didn't super pump, and it's because I don't like anything about this movie. You don't have a super pump? I don't you know if I do, guys. You can the law of two chunks. I'll try and think of one. I did not come into the studio with one prepared. This, oh is, the, this is the first movie that we've ever watched where I'm like, I can't find anything that I like about I this. Have, and we talked about it earlier, and I didn't want to reveal then because I've been, I've, been, I've been going too early recently, and I don't want to do that continually. So here, here it is. My super pump is Mia. Not because she's good, but because I loved her so much. I get it. <laughs> Every moment she was on screen, I was why losing I re- yeah. my mind. That makes sense. I can get with that. Because I rejoiced about Journey Back. Yeah. I mean, I was just absolutely in hysterics every time she did anything. See, I like... <laughs> Come on, Doge. I see that. But with Mia in particular, I was to the point... Uh, so if you listened last week, I, I sounded sick. I, I did. I got much sicker. Uh, to the point where I used Afrin too many days in a row, and so I had, like, rebound congestion. I thought that I was just going to spend the rest of my life addicted to over-the-counter nose spray. I think you're Whoa. supposed to do max three days. Yeah, I found that out on day five. Um, so it was a bad time. So at this point, I was watching this, breathing through my mouth. I felt like <laughs> I felt like I was going to die. I, exactly. I sounded like Darth Vader watching this. And something about Mia's whole deal was just the last straw for me. <laughs> for me having any sort of positive reaction to anything happening on my TV, I was like, oh, if she's in this, I'm out. So here, here's something I want to talk about. Did I had, I, I genuinely think that this was the hardest time I've ever had 
paying attention to a movie. Yeah. Yeah. You guys felt that too? It was easier to watch the Battle of Five Armies than it was to watch. Oh this. my gosh, by a mile. And the Battle it, of Five Armies was hard to talk about. Yeah. The, I there were points where I had to like be like, okay, come on, focus, focus, focus right. keep watching this movie. <laughs> like real. it was so hard. And I, I never have that problem. I will watch dumb things until they're over just to make sure I get the full story. I almost couldn't finish this movie. And yeah. so for a second, I just want to say, like, what is it about this movie? that makes it so much harder to sit through. Because we, we established the acting might have been, had the bar raised, at least by our main character a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was mm. shot in full HD. <laughs> I could hear the words that were being spoken. And, it was uh, technically and legally a movie. Somebody, somebody wrote it and it was on a screen. So why was it so hard to watch this? I think we're stumbling upon the eye-opening fact that we just need a little more DJ. In our lives. Maybe that's oh. the difference. I said it. I think I said it last week. Maybe I didn't. You can't spell Christmas without DJ. Yeah. And we tried to spell it without DJ this week, and I don't think it happened. But but genuinely, I think it's because there is there is no even shadow of compelling character motivation here. Yeah. There's not. Like no. I think I think there was a hint of it in Christmas under wraps. I think that there was a whole lot more of it actually in Journey Back to Christmas. That one, that one, in my mind, is the best of these three. It was nonsensical, but it was there. This one, it, they don't even bother with yeah. it. Like they, they, I don't know. It they just, take a problem that has never existed in a world that has never. Maybe existed. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a straw man argument that became a movie. Yeah, it's like Ooh. this is this is the problem. She did this, and now everybody's mad. And like that's the premise that we have to go on. And and. I think we just all feel like that premise is fundamentally ridiculous. Yeah, and 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 it's sort of the cornerstone that the whole movie is built on, and it is flawed. Yeah, and and you know I can get behind a dumb movie with a premise that's at least interesting, but there's just for me, there was nothing interesting about this movie. And it takes no. itself seriously. Like if it was like, yeah, like maybe that's what in it terms is. of like a dumb premise. I freaking love Kung Fury, and that's the oh, well, dumbest yeah, premise for anything in the world. But I love Kung Fury. But this is a stupid premise that insists that it's valid and should be taken seriously. I think that might be what it is. There was no, there was nothing magical. And I don't mean even literal magic. I just mean like there was nothing fantastic about anything. Like this movie took zero risks in any way, shape, or form. Well, and maybe that's it too, is that that we, in Christmas Under Wraps, that doesn't take place in the real world because Santa's real. Sure. In Journey Back to Christmas, that doesn't take place in the real world because some form of time travel, we disagree about which, but some form of time travel is real. And there's nothing here to separate us from what's actually happening in the world. This takes place here in the very real universe. Yeah. I get it. And and if you're going to set a movie like that, that is 100% fine. And in fact, uh, plenty of great movies take place <laughs> in a very realistic world. Yeah. But the problem is... You got to give us something that exists in the real world and yeah. the, the nation rioting about somebody saying they don't like Christmas and then clearly accidentally pushing a guy who offered her like, and we didn't even talk about that, but it was clearly an accident. Yeah. The uproar about something like that nationwide to the point of ruining a life is just not real. And I know that it, people it, like to say like, oh, well, everybody gets offended about something. First of all, go back to bed, grandma. Second of all, that's just not true. Yeah. And if you look at the things that happen nationally in the news that people don't riot about, 
this becomes even more ridiculous. Like, yeah. like in terms of like scandals happening on the news, yeah. this is a particularly poorly timed Hallmark movie. This came out in 2017. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. There's not a whole lot of leg to stand on. There, look, ar- look at the world around you and tell me this is what people are going to complain about if yeah, they see it on right. their TV. I think it was a few weeks away, especially early on when we're starting to see kind of all the ridiculous things that are happening. If they, they, they didn't have to add too much effort and it would have been kind of an okay comedy. Like if, yeah, you, yeah. if you had just been like, oh, well, that's ridiculous. Kind of yeah. like Anchorman, like the way people feel about yeah. like he's a god or something. But yeah. like that's, it's just kind of playing <laughs> on the farce down. of, yeah. yeah. Well, and and maybe maybe another part of what it is, is this movie seemed to make a lot of promises that things were going to go off the rails and then never did. <laughs> yeah. It set up this false expectation right. that it was going to get real magical. Sorry. <laughs> I had an egg that was about to hatch. <laughs> <laughs> And I had to see. This movie is so boring <laughs> that a- instead of talking about it, Carter would rather play Pokemon Go. I wasn't gonna. I was just gonna watch it hatch. It's one of my favorite parts. It's like I, it was a five-kilometer egg. Okay, so it took a while. I didn't even use. I didn't even use a super incubator. And I just noticed. I had a notification. Oh, I was like, "Well, my God!" <laughs> Before we get too off the rails, this is I, the best thing that has ever happened. I did think of a super pump for this movie. Oh. And it's, is it that, Carter's egg finally hatched? Carter's <laughs> egg hatched, and he's a dad now. He's a scrub oh, dad now. He's a scrub dad. But, no, my real super pump is that <laughs> the the video editing somehow in a movie where they got everything about everything so very wrong. <laughs> some of the video editing was close to accurately portrayed. <laughs> this is such a backhanded super pump. <laughs> what? Much of the movie <laughs> did not make me cry. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. Is it yeah. time to kick out science? Let's rate it. Let's All right, do science. It. See you later. It's time for the Southern Living Christmas scale for movies made by us here at this podcast that we host. We didn't make we didn't we're not taking credit for making these movies. We made the scale. We also didn't make Southern Living. Wanna be very clear. <laughs> yeah, 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 we made that. the scale. The best thing that we can say about one of these cheery movies is, of course, rejoice. Mm, when you open that gift. The paper sparkles. It's like opening a can of Fresca right into your microphone. Oh, it's so... Or, it's not Fresca. I don't know what Fresca is. Or opening a new egg. egg. Hatch? It's uh, a refreshy. Watch that movie, Hatch. The next best and middlest thing that we can say about one of these movies? Well, that's going to be re-gift. Hey, maybe those socks aren't your size or that sweater's not a color that brings out those beautiful baby blues, but you know what? Somebody else really going to benefit from this one. Mm. And the last and worst thing that we can say about one of these movies, that's going to be receipt. As in, I sure hope you kept the receipt, because not even Target's going to want this one back without proof of purchase. So, gentlemen, it looks like Doge is really itching to rate this movie. Do it, Doge. Rincinerate. I'm adding a new a new rating to our scale. Where we rincinerate a movie. Rincinerate. That sucks. Actually, uh, that's the Pokemon that just hatched from my egg. <laughs> rincinerate. Carter, yeah. Carter just, I'm going to feed this to Carter's new Pokemon, Rincinerate. Oh, uh, no, receipt. It's going to have to be a receipt for me. This is, without a doubt, the worst flick that I've ever put before my eyeballs. I mean, yeah, it's a receipt for me, too. It's garbage. I mean, this movie is yeah. garbage. I want to, I'm going to journey back really quick, though, and just say I apologize. For the lack of professionalism I had by playing Pokemon Go on this podcast. I need to unwrap this apology for you. It's a receipt. Yeah. yeah. I can't be creative yeah. anymore. Yeah. It was no. 
really bad. Yeah, man. I mean, have we? I've never felt like the wind was taken out of my podcast sales more no than way. talking about this movie. No and way. I've loved every moment of recording <laughs> this. Yeah, because the misery feels tangible. Yeah, it's really transported me back to a similar state of mind of of being unable to breathe and. Much like Kate is trapped in the biggest little Christmas town, I was trapped watching this movie. Yikes. Yeah. No bueno. So as always, we want to give a big fat shout out to our new dad, shout Scrub Daddy. Thank you for being there for us, for supporting us, Please. and for yes. scrubbing all of it. We do have some iTunes shout outs we want to give. Uh, big thank you to iTunes users, Billy Blue Jeans, Jericho02, your boy Chris Floyd, and Mike Trozo. Mike Trozo. Thank you guys and gals so very, very much. Mm. Uh, if if one of those people is you, send, us, send a screenshot. us a screenshot. DM it to us or email it to us, and you will be added to our Christmas card list. We unveiled that over social media this week. Uh, if you have left a review and you send us proof that that review is left by you, then we're going to send you our Christmas card. We want to say thank you it's uh, for, so good. for doing your part to make 2018 our chunkiest year yet. Yeah. Doge, Doge has really made this one. Christmas card, and it's one of the... One of the best works he's done, I think. Thanks, guys. It looks amazing. Yeah, definitely Thanks, better guys. than like his other stuff. No, it's not very good. Um, but speaking of those reviews, honestly, if you want to help us out, and I hope you do, the best thing that you can do is to rate and review us on iTunes. Yep. Um, we are shooting for kind of a lofty number. It's 200 reviews by it's about- one million. <laughs> one million reviews. By it's tomorrow. 200 reviews by this time next year. Yeah. If we can accomplish that, guys, we- will be able and eligible to become licensed Rotten Tomato movie critics, and that is, like, the dream. That's a huge deal. Genuinely dream come true for at least this chunk. So yeah. um, please, please, please rate and review us. That would be enormously and abundantly helpful. And while you're at it, subscribe, too. Yeah. yeah. Would be yeah. really great. It's so easy. Go ahead and subscribe. We're, we're about to reach a level on two chunks, and I've talked about it before. You're going you're to want to be a part of it now so that people don't think you're a bandwagon Two Chunks fan. There's a lot of stuff happening in the new year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Extra mm-hmm. ep. Come get your podcast from the Chunk Wagon. Come get your podcast from Jump the Chunk on. Wagon. Jump yeah, on the Chunk on Wagon. It. Everybody get up. It's time <clears throat> to slam now. Glad you mentioned that. We should also reiterate, starting in January 2019, we'll be releasing two episodes a week. One yep. of them will be a bite-sized mini muffin. A little baby. And the second will be the two chunks that you know and love. And speaking of 2019 changes, um, something else that we want to bring your attention to before it happens, just so nobody's shocked, we're going to move the uh, shout-out portion of the episode to the middle of the episode, Whoa. like real big boy podcasts do. We like did it. Boys. Just, yep. to, just to mix we'll things up. have a, a quick shout announcement break. Did I, did I already... We can cut it in later, but did I make sure that to ask the unsubscribers to bleed from their eyes till they die? Oh, oh. Carter. Yeah, you already did that. We'll just do that. Okay. No, and you I, already I, did, no, you already did it. You already did it. You don't you have to do it. it now. You don't have to say it. You already said it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, moving right yeah, past cool. that. Yeah, and we're really excited okay. about uh, spending Christmas with you. Yeah. Yeah, we are. What does that mean, Carter? Tell us about that. That means that on Christmas Day, mm. it might be, it might be, now listen, we're going back into a library listen, that has gifted you over and over again, and over yet you still over. might not have subscribed. I know. But I probably mentioned that earlier. You did. Yeah, I think we can probably move past that. Um. We've gotten together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for Christmas, say you're opening those presents, you're exhausted from just joy, and you need a little break. Oops, more joy. We have a pitch for you guys, and, oh. and we have written a Hallmark movie ourselves. We have written a Hallmark movie. We have, and, and we did it just for you. And we're going to pitch it to you, the listeners. Yeah. 
And I think you're really going to enjoy it. And if you know anybody at Hallmark, please have them listen because we're really proud of this and we want it to be a thing. If you could get this in front of the eyes of one Sir John Hallmark. Mr. or Mrs. Hallmark. We're, we're <laughs> not, God, he was knighted. We're not picky. <laughs> He's the only American to ever be knighted. It's amazing. That's awesome. Sir, Sir, Sir John, John Hallmark. Hallmark. Uh, wasn't Ben Wyatt knighted in Parks and Recreation? Bad joke. Anyway. Isn't Sir John Hallmark the guy who signed the Declaration of Independence really big? No. That's definitely not, but that's good. No. (laughs) Well, okay, this has clearly gone on too long. Is it time to end this bad? Yeah, it is. To end this episode, I'm Jordan Wonders. And if I had to add any ingredient to hot chocolate, it would be peppermint. Oh, that's a good one. I'm Doge, and I'll probably... I'd make it a little caliente. I'd add a a little bit of cayenne pepper. Oh. And I'm Carter, and I've always enjoyed a little bit of... Just a little bit of salt. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Some salted chocolate. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.